1: Hello, my friends. Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I am Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 100. I've done well, after this is over, I will have done a hundred podcast episodes. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. And I have a very special guest with me. This is the first time ever that I've had a dude on unstoppable female entrepreneurs, and not only is he a dude, But he's also my husband.
0: I'm your favorite dude.
1: You're my favorite dude. (laughs) Or
0: I like to think so. Yes.
1: I mean, you are. You're my favorite dude. He's an actor. He's a voice actor. He's a musician. He's an artist. He's a father. And he's my husband. Welcome, Scotty.
0: Hi, honey. (laughs) Can I call you honey? Or should I? (laughs) Yeah. How do I address you here on your podcast? Your amazing podcast. Congratulations, first of all, on uh, 100. Yay. Amazing. It's gone fast, hasn't it?
1: It's crazy. Yeah. And look, although you're not a woman, you are (laughs) self-employed. You are an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yes. And you live with me and I'm a woman entrepreneur. And you've been with me and witnessed my whole journey as an entrepreneur for two decades now. But I do want to mention something that some of my clients may call me out on. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, I kept seeing these ads for this unstoppable women's summit. And first of all, I was like, you guys stole my name, kind of. But also it was Tony Robbins that was putting this on. Tony Robbins and his wife was putting on this unstoppable women's summit. Great. But the thing is, is in all the ads, Tony Robbins was front and center, and then the women were beside him. And I was like, that kind of annoyed me. I was like, dude, you don't need to be And You can still have your brand, Tony Robbins presents, but- why do you need to be in the pictures, right? And then I was thinking as I was getting ready for interviewing you, I was like, oh, yeah. my productions k- team is going to want a headshot from Scotty. And in probably all of the advertisements for this particular episode, there's probably going to be a lot of photos of you. <laughs> and then my, because I've been telling my clients the story, because there's an end to the story, which I'll get to. But I'm like, my clients are going to start calling me out. And the reason why I told the story, I was kind of annoyed that Tony was front and center in these, all these images and it bugged me. And it kept popping up and popping up and popping up and popping up and popping up. And And then the one day it popped up and said, this is the last day to sign up. And I was like, oh, shit, I better sign up. (laughs) I totally signed up. I totally signed up. It was free.
0: (laughs) It worked. It totally worked.
1: It It totally worked. And it was free. And I was talking to my clients about this. There's one of my clients who has a retreat in Mexico coming up. And another one of my clients is launching a new program. And they were like, we want to promote it and we want to put it out there, but we don't want to be annoying. And I was like, first of all, especially with these two women, I was like, you could never be annoying. Second of all, your audience wants to hear from you, which I think is like, we need to ingrain that into our head. It's like your audience wants to hear from you. And then thirdly, if somebody really is annoyed by it, they'll probably just scroll past it. But then with my example, it annoyed the hell out of me and I still signed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was really it was only an aspect of what the ad that annoyed me. But anyway, here we are. You're my first dude. You're my favorite dude.
0: I'm honored to be here as your first dude on this outstanding podcast, which I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to as a dude. And also, um I'm honored
1: to be uh, your favorite dude. Ah, oh, you're my favorite dude. So being my favorite dude, let's go back to when we first started dating. And I said to you, you know, when we first started dating one day, I'm going to own a home in Costa Rica. Oh, yes. I didn't have the money for it. I didn't speak the language. I didn't live in the country. And at that point I had only visited Costa Rica once, but we first started dating and I was like, I want to go back and do a yoga and surfing retreat. But also one day I'm going to own my own home there. Like what went through your mind?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Honestly, it's, um, we had a pretty phenomenal first date it was so relaxed. Yeah, We talk about that a lot. I think how we were just so ourselves or be able to, we were able to be ourselves with each other. And I think that you sharing that with me, yeah, I remember that. And I remember it it was impactful because I didn't know you, but I believed you. I mean, I knew that, yeah, I just, you know, I got that energy from you. I went, this is someone, I mean, I think tying that in with everything else that you were telling me, I, I could tell you were worldly, you know, you were, working in Japan for years, you had told me all these different stories about yourself and your accomplishments. And so, you know, you you sort of bring all that in together. And then, you know, this was your next sort of journey or one of the the things that you wanted to do. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, you know, they go to nice places and then they go, I'd love to live there. You hear a lot of people say, I'd love to build a little house on the beach and do do the thing. And with you, yeah, there was this feeling of like, yeah, yeah, she's going to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. And I sh- and I think something I talk a lot with my clients is you have to believe hard. And I just believed it. I just truly believed and I told everybody about it. I was like, I'm going to own a home in Costa Rica one day, right? And I just believed hard. So then, cut to, you and I go on vacation about a year later and we do a surf retreat in Costa Rica in Tamarindo. You propose. And then a year and a half later, we go back with about 50 of our friends and family members. We get married. And then we go back to Costa Rica. I'm still telling everybody who will hear that eventually I will have a home there one day. And we go back. I'm three months pregnant with our daughter to look at property because we wanted, I was like, we're going to buy land. And we did. We went and we bought a plot of land and then came back from that trip. And I said, I want to go into business with Jeff. (laughs) Now, I just want to give everyone a little bit of backstory. So Jeff was the real estate agent I had been back and forth with for, I don't know, a few months prior to us going. And we spent the whole day with him. He showed us a bunch of of properties that we liked. But during that epic day, like literally from sunup to sundown, uh, 12 hours we spent with Jeff. And I also found out that he was starting a new business with a couple other people, a wellness business. And we talked at length that day. So I think we talked so much about it that I think Scott kind of tuned us out a little. And when we came home from that trip, I was like, I think we're going to invest in this business and start a business with Jeff. What do you think? So what were your thoughts then?
0: Well, that I think it was coming out of that whole kind of you know whirlwind weekend that we did. Because first of all, you and Jeff, yes, had connected. You had told me a bit about, you know, there's this guy. He had contacted you and said, hey, listen, now's a good time to come down and look at some, some uh, properties. I'll show them to you. And I remember I remember a lot of things from that trip. Yes, you were pregnant. I remember the whole package that you put together to make this all happen, just to look at property. I think we did it in three days or something.
1: Yeah, we flew in. We spent 12 hours with Jeff. And then I think it was literally the next day we flew out.
0: We flew back out and had uh, made an offer on a property. So this is what I remember is getting there with you. Like just thinking all of this is all new to me certainly investing in this kind of and energetically in something like this investing you know that you were just like let's just go to Costa Rica I just want to take a look at some properties and come out of it I don't know if I really remember thinking like oh yeah we'll come out of it with a property but it was an exciting adventure to be on with you because you're like the greatest person to to do things with so <laughs> I was on for the ride it was just so exciting to be with you and part of and in that energy like there's just such uh I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's what my whole marriage has been with you too, which I think is so great in watching you grow as your own artist as well, is that you're always on life's big adventure. Like, that's just for you. It's like you love the taking on the new things. Uh, it's very, you know, very bold that way, very adventurous. And so, yeah, I remember you had rented a small plane- <laughs> like a a Cessna or something that we got into. And I remember you were pregnant with our child. We were flying through these murky clouds and it was raining on the window. And the pilot's head was just right in front of me like this. And I could see these little wind wipers going. And we couldn't see anything outside the window. And I kept thinking, oh, we're going to crash in the mountains. And we're going to have to survive up here. And, you know, we're going to have a child. And no one's going to, know." you know, all these things going through my mind. What has Kelsey gotten us into? Anyways, we get through the storm, we land, we get out there, we meet Jeff, and yeah, I remember it. I mean, it was a lot of properties that we he packed in for us that day. He's a good talker, he's very informative, and you guys were just at it that whole time. I remember
1: talking, talking I remember talking, that talking.
0: we found the property that we want, talking, 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 and it was exciting, you know, to be caught up in the whirlwind of all that. But yeah, I just remembered coming out of that, I think to my memory. You know, I was so excited about the fact that we had made an offer on a property. And I think what my, to my memory, it was, we were in bed one night and you came in and got in beside me and we were talking about the property. And then you kind of tacked on this other thing about like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to contact Jeff and, uh, I think I may want to go in on this, on this other business with him, you know, just as I'm rolling over to go and I'm like this, I'm like, what? (laughs) And at that point it was a whole other business idea and model and all that, you know, that they, that you guys were talking about.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Anamaya yet and what Anamaya became. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I remember thinking, uh, oh my God. But I mean, at that point too, you and I were married. We had a baby on the way. I was so getting well-versed in my wife's lifestyle and the story that she was creating for herself. And I was watching you really carve out this amazing life for yourself this way. You know, it was very clear that you were just very goal-oriented. You loved, you know, you really wanted to build this amazing life for yourself. And then also too, I saw this thing about like where you saw a need for something, you know, you would go in there as well and embrace that. And, help, and have that sort of help you kind of find your way, which is, you know, what Anamaya eventually became too, right? Out of this other idea, it became something else entirely. But My own agent's wife went and had her life changed at Anamaya. That was exactly what she needed. And you, you were aware, you know, your business partners were aware that there was a need for this, for people, and that that was served. And so that's another remarkable uh, quality of you as well. It's a really, it was a really remarkable time because I guess, yes, the truth is you and I were still very new because we were married, I guess, within two years of being together.
1: Well, two and a half, I think, because you proposed a year after our first date and then we were engaged for about a year and a half before we went to Costa Rica and got married. So two and a half years, but still.
0: But I, I was very well aware of the fact that you were extremely confident in your ability to get the things that you want, to make the right decisions, to do all those things.
1: That's interesting too, because I think there are times where I feel into that confidence. And then there are times where I feel like nothing works or nothing is working, or it's like the one step forward, two steps back kind of thing and the struggles and the challenges. So I think that might be a good place to discuss is like, you know, from your perspective, what that whole journey has been like, because you've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> and you know i think it's good for anyone who's listening to kind of understand that that is a part of it it's not just the excitement and the travel and the planes and the properties and the believing hard but then it's also the challenges and the tears and the thinking that nothing is working so i think that it's important for my audience to hear that but also i'm curious to hear from a perspective of like my partner what that journey has been like for you to witness and be a part of.
0: You know, if we want to just go in on the struggle stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, especially let's just use NMI as an example, like out of all the businesses that you've had, I mean, there was a great example of like, I remember very early on, um, patrons that arrived and they, you know, just very, and a very, and this is just a very probably a common thing that a lot of these kinds of businesses run into. They arrived and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. You know, it's not that it was bad. It's not that it was good. It's just not for whatever reason, they had something else that they thought it was going to be. And they complained. And I remember you guys, that was the first time that it really happened. You know, I think that might've even been in the first year and you were through it, you know, I mean, here again is you, Kelsey Matheson going into the wellness industry. You're also now a hotelier, or, you know, you're doing all these things. I mean, you had a number of jobs. You guys were just a small operation at that point. And you were doing this for the very first time with absolutely no training or experience, right? Yep. And you guys, of course, were working together to work through these problems, but I've seen everything from that. So you were just dealing with clients that, let's say, were dissatisfied with something, right? You were dealing with that, which was a big deal, all the way along the line and through what I watched you and your team do through the pandemic, which, of course, affected everyone. And to watch again this business, the travel business shut down completely and how you again though, you you know, I see yeah, I saw it. I saw the tears, I saw everything, but I saw you you know, I've always watched you work through everything with this again, this boldness and this conviction because of what it is that you have set out for yourself to do. And then I think for you there's always a solution. You're not one that I've always known as somebody to kind of go, Okay, well here I am, I'm up against this first hurdle. You know what? I'm just going to sit back and let these guys deal with it. Or like, I'm not, you're right in the fray because I know it's just part of your personality too. And I love you so much that it's always about getting in there and figuring it out. There has to be a way, there has to be a way to get through this thing. There was so much that you guys were all dealing with day to day and you put together a virtual package at a super reasonable rate for people that just was enough, I think, to keep your staff going, but that you did it. And I watched you do it. I was even a part of it, and it was so incredibly successful. And it changed lives. And it did these things for people who were trapped inside. They were able to do a virtual vacation. Yeah, I've watched you struggle, but I've watched you persevere, and that's been the most exciting part of all of this—the last several years of watching you go through. I mean, how many businesses that you've uh, you have that you have had? I don't know. It's just this thing I know about you that you're just so committed. You dream big dreams. But you really follow through. I mean, I'm living one with you right now here in New York. And as we talk day after day about it, it was definitely a big life changer for the two of us.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that because I've mentioned that you're an actor before on this podcast and I've mentioned some of the shows that you have been on and you're currently on strike.
0: <laughs> yes. You
1: can't name any of the productions or the shows or anything that you've worked on, which is fine. And you're self-employed. As an actor, and although, you know, this is unstoppable female entrepreneurs, you also have dreamed very big dreams since you were young, and have gone after them and have persevered through your own ups and downs and roller coaster rides and challenges and victories. So from your perspective, what has that been like for you knowing from a very young age, really, what you wanted to do and continue to go after that dream?
0: I feel very grateful, of course, and lucky to be doing the very thing that I've been thinking about and dreaming about since I was young. I mean, and that's the thing I have to keep bringing myself back to, you know, day after day after day. There has never been a point where I've wanted to give up, where I've gone, I got to put this down. I've had many shifts. You've seen them throughout my career too, right? Like there was a point where I stopped acting for a little bit, at least on stage and film. And I just did voice work, for instance, and then went off and did music, but came back when the time was right, and then you and I, were, you know, like we started talking about New York and getting ourselves here because we wanted to uh, ride the giant waves, I guess, so to speak, and really put ourselves out there. When I say that, I mean, using that as an expression, I mean, to really challenge ourselves to push ourselves out past where we were purely for the sake of growth, right? You would agree with that, right? You and I talk about that a lot, because that's something I know you and I both also come back to, is that there are those moments where we look at our bank account, or we go through a strike, or it was COVID, or it was whatever it is, we're just going through phases where our business, both our businesses, right, just for whatever reason are fluctuating. And we go, I, you know, it's that thing. You're much better at this than I am. But you have given me, I mean, endless gold, right? Every day you do. You know, even this recent one that you gave me where you just came out and reminded, you said, where focus goes, energy flows. Because you could tell by the way I was talking and going and you know, <laughs> that all that. It was just, I was onto the wrong things, the perspective, you know, the energy, everything about it was that's where everything was going. And you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can go down that path, or we can reset it over here. You can look at these things to focus on. Another remarkable quality of yours, as well, that even in its darkest, dankest day, when everything just feels like it's crushing you and you feel like railing at the gods, you have this great way of coming in and shifting that perspective as well, always, right? And I think I was even walking in the park recently. At the beginning of the strike, worried about money, trying to think ahead. Of course, all of it, we just live in such uncertain times for all of us in our work and our businesses and our dreams, you know, and just going, you know, this day, I was just having one of those days and I put on one of your podcasts and I remember I left you a little voice message. Immediately afterwards, and said, thank you so much for episode number 89 or whatever it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because I said uh, it lifted me out of it. But again, it also just sort of and this is what your work is so great at, Kelsey, is It just sort of got me back on this path of it's almost like snapping you out of this story or this thing or this victimization that we can do often. Right. I'm, you know, as you know, as <laughs> my wife, how I'm good at victim. <laughs> Why? We can all relate to that. Yeah, you don't relate to that. But I think it's an, such amazing work that you do with everybody. And it has such an, it's had such an effect on me. And my my summer of being in this has only been wonderfully enhanced and lit by what you've offered. Because just that alone, energy flows where focus goes. It, had, it just snapped me right. Re- I just realized, oh my God, I'm putting everything into the, all this energy into just that into just walking around and dying each day and going like, oh, it's over, it's this, or it's whatever, and I can't do this. and It's you know, all the negative things that I was allowing myself to be pulled along by and recognizing that I'm comfortable in that.
1: that well, place. I mean, of course, your brain's comfortable in that because it's safe just to complain, right? In order to get out of the funk, you might have to do something outside your comfort zone, and that's terrifying for our brains.
0: And also just recognizing that there isn't that much to complain about, that, oh my God, just in, in life, that we are, the fact that we are living our dream, acknowledging that we're always walking the edge. I mean, to get back to your question, you know, about that thing of with hardships, I think that for any of us doing our own thing, that just accepting that that's just part of it.
1: Well, and I think if we want to grow, then that is what is required of us. I think people, some people could look at our life back in Toronto. We had a gorgeous home in a very desirable neighborhood and doing very well financially. And we sold the house and moved to New York and we're for a big chunk of the time that we've been here, we're broke. (laughs) And so again, a lot of that had to do with COVID. There's a lot of factors there in terms of how our finances shifted, but I think there's a lot of people who would think that we were batshit crazy for doing that and thinking that we left such a comfortable life and it's true, our life there was amazing and fantastic, but We wanted something more. We wanted to grow as individuals, as artists, as business owners, as human beings. We wanted that growth and that we knew we wouldn't be able to continue to grow the the way that we wanted to back in Toronto necessarily. So walking that line and stepping outside that comfort zone regularly is a part of that growth. And it's also really scary. And our brains a lot of time just want to fall back into that victim mode of like, oh, why is this always happening to me? Why, you know, why can't I do anything right? Why, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Or just the like, why, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? I mean, it's interesting because I remember when we started talking about moving to New York and we would have Friday afternoon, New York meetings.
0: Oh God. Yeah. I remember. And
1: every time it would end in a fight.
0: (laughs) That's right. What I even remember before that, which is so funny, is we would sit down and the, oh, that was a nice couch we had in that house too. You remember? Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. I, mean, lo- I love, love that your couch. couch.
1: <laughs> we couldn't bring it to New York. It was too big.
0: It's just too big it wouldn't fit anywhere. But I remember sitting down across me. We had those little books, you know, we had our little books and we were writing our things down. I think we were working with individually with a coach and also together with a coach to get ourselves transitioning. I just remember the energy of the two of us sitting down. I mean it was just all the fear. Like we would just sit down there. Hundred percent. It was all fear, but you know, and legitimately so because again it was it was all talk about uncertainty. We had no idea. And we even had all these people working with us and friends here in New York helping us and ushering us in and oh yeah, I remember those meetings. Yeah. And then we would (laughs) argue. I know. I was so convinced, I think, in a way that you didn't want to do it. I think I remember but you know, we did it, we laid everything out. You even got us everything. You even had vision boards, I remember, Maya and you and I, we still have them. We did the vision boards. We came and brought here Maya to New York to introduce her to the city and got ourselves in here. We came and visited Mark, like we, you know, we got on it and started making that, that stuff happen. And a real moment of success, I think, in not just in my life, I think for both of us, I we talked about it often actually, you and I is being there, at our house with our friends in Costa Rica, in our beautiful home, just outside of Montezuma. And we were there on vacation, and we got the news that we had been approved for our green cards. I was on an ATV on the way to cobana
1: Yeah. And I was sick as a dog in bed.
0: And you were sick as a dog in bed. <laughs> yeah, And I remember that being another moment, because I realized our life was changing. And again, it was this scary thing, and it was uncertain. But there was just this, again, like, We got there. We did it. We stuck to it. We fought. (laughs) We got, you know, but we just were very clear on those vision boards and what it was that we wanted. And uh, seven years, what have we moved five times now?
1: Within those seven years, yeah. Again, something that we couldn't have predicted. Again, there's only certain things that we have control over, but we had control over continuing to move forward towards getting our green cards and working towards moving here. And I talk a lot about those Friday afternoon New York meetings because um, they did, for the most part, end in arguments. It was just fear. It was clearly both of us. It was just fear. And it was scary. It was was scary. But then I remember my coach asking me to like, well, if this was a goal that you were going to set for your business... How would you go about it? And I was like, oh, well, I would go, da, 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 da. I would do this and this and this and this. And she's like, okay, well, bring that to the table with Scott and um, go about this goal as you would any business goal. And I was like, oh. And then all of a sudden, it did streamline things. Not that we didn't continue to argue here or there. I think it lessened the fear because it gave us some strategy. And I think that also is super helpful is when you have, number one, some strategy. And then you can kind of, again, where focus goes, energy flows. So we were focused on the strategy and like all of the steps and in what order. And we would chunk everything down into like, well, this doesn't make much sense to do this month, but what we could do is this and this and this. And then, so anyway, we had some strategy in place and set some mini goals within the big goal that helped to alleviate some of the fear and the stress. Getting help, right? Surrounding yourself with people who... Been there, done it, understand it. That was super helpful. I mean, that's the reason why I have my mastermind is so that you don't feel like you're all alone in these decisions and in in this growth and in you know working towards your goals. That so you're surrounded by people who understand and can bring you into a community where you feel supported and guided because it it is scary. What would you say have been your biggest lessons through this whole adventure of yours journey? Yeah.
0: Well, a big one, you know, you and I talk so much about it, Kelsey, is the um, stories that we tell ourselves. The ones, again, that take us into that comfortable place. of They're bullshit stories, essentially. Yeah. They're um,
1: Narratives that don't serve. At all. They've done nothing.
0: Again, you know, the, the, where the focus goes, the energy flows. Every time that I've focused myself and gone, I'm going to connect with this person to get this thing to do the whatever and blah, blah, blah. All my successes here were just because that focus went in there and that energy was there. And, and you know, one of the lessons again, was just that it's that, that I've learned from you, you know, that it's just stay the course, you feel the magic within you, you know it's your thing, you wouldn't be here, you wouldn't have got this far and to just keep, keep going. I can't imagine life being any other way, you know? I mean, look, I have the benefit of having the, the greatest partner in the world here. You are my best friend, a wondrous, amazing wife and mother, and I got to say, the teamwork—that's been another great lesson too in collaboration, right? Is that we're business partners, I guess, in essence, right? Whether that's going into you know an adventure like New York together, buying a house in Costa Rica together, how, however you know you want to frame it. I can't say that to go back to that first date again. That any of these parts of my life would be a reality without you in them. I mean, you've been such an incredible supporter as well, and, and uh, as well as an influence. But I think that the, what are the big takeaways? Yeah, you talked a lot about this too. You dream big dreams, and then you go get them. And I think, with that being said, were there times when I? Are there still times when the ego gets in the way? And yes, of course. But I think I can handle it a little bit better now. Some days, other days not so much.
1: (laughs) I mean, look, we're we're still human, right?
0: (laughs) But it's all there, of course. There's so much fear sometimes with just the very fact that we wake up some days and how much we realize we're in control of it. So much of it, that's scary that it doesn't make me want to pick up that ball and run with it. But again, every time I've done it, it's proven to be nothing but beneficial. Dare I say, I've even surprised myself a few times. <laughs> you know, we all do, right? Yeah. I have great memories of, uh, of being here and you were starting at one point, you were you know, on top of everything else that you were doing. You were starting to get, uh, get trainings and webinars. And this was just another aspect of your career for another business that you were trying to do. And I remember you were you were starting to do those, and there were times I remember you would finish, and I could hear you right at the very end of the hour of the live webinar. I'd hear you finish and go, "Thanks, everybody, and this, and we'll talk to you soon." And you'd get off, and I'd hear you go, (laughs) (laughs) and it was that exertion, that moment, that release, that pressure of air that came out of you wasn't necessarily just wasn't frustration or defeat or anything like that. I could tell that it was just. Everything that you were putting into, you know what it is that you're trying to get, essentially, running as hard as you can with that ball to this thing, I was always amazed. But all that work that I've seen you do, and now, like I said, if it all culminates into this moment where I can walk in a park on my shittiest day this summer and listen to the voice of my wife, you know i've I've heard you, you've done a lot of work with people, amazing group of people, and I hear you working. You and I have had many discussions, of course, about this stuff, but, the very fact that I could listen to a 20-minute podcast of yours, that completely shifted me onto a new path. Bless you. Thank you for that. And that um, there's another big takeaway from all of this is uh, listen to your wife. <laughs>
1: well, that- <laughs> That actually segues nicely into something else I was gonna to talk to you about. That's very funny. Because you have also been a huge supporter of mine and believed sometimes even harder than me, in me, than I've believed, you know, in myself. I think that's super important in partnership. So yeah, one of my mottos is dream great dreams, then make them come true. And then even on my AirPod case, <laughs> I have like dream big. That's always been my motto, but I think easy for me to say. But I also, luckily, I'm blessed with a partner who has the same beliefs. You have the same values in that regard. So, what would you say to all my wellness entrepreneurs, all my women entrepreneurs out there listening, and entrepreneurial dudes too? Because, like, like you said, you listen to my podcast. But anyone who's who's out there, who's an entrepreneur, who's self employed, who's working their butt off to build their business. What would you say to their partner in terms of how they could be supportive?
0: Well, I think that's, I mean, the answer is right there in the question is just be supportive, be supportive in ways that get to them before they get to themselves. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, listen, I'll be honest. I've never worried about you giving up. You're not that personality. You know what I mean. I never felt like I had to come in and go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen. Have there been times you've come to me in this thing and gone like, "Hey, I hey, think I want, I want to do this," and I've gone, mm, "Okay." <laughs> you know, <laughs> more so not because I don't think you can't do it. You can do anything. It had more to do maybe with just you know my only concern with you, which you know I, I guess this is good to bring up in this context, is uh, is you doing too much? Yeah. You know, I know you and I have had a- many discussions about. The potency that you want to bring to one thing, and that sometimes when you you know it's an arguable point because I know that's just also your personality and the way that you like to work too, and you do an amazing job of it that you can be a mom and do the thing and do this, but you know, and then I watch you heap something else on your plate. You're like, I'm going to do this, and I go, okay, can you do? And you end up doing it. (laughs) I think that therein lies that it's just yeah, be supportive. It's their dreams. I mean, look, have there been certain decisions along the way or things that I've heard you saying, and I've never come in and said you can't do this and said no or whatever. Yeah, I don't
1: think I've ever said that to you either.
0: No, you've always been, oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, look, my first year here in New York of just my, you know, wanting to get into the actor's studio, you were so incredibly supportive while I did that journey. And that took me away from home a lot. I was there as a finalist doing the auditions. I was getting coached personally. And then I was in another class outside of the studio, just gearing up towards my final audition for that. It really was taking up a lot of my energy and time and focus and whatever. As much as I was trying to still give us, you know, our family life and do our thing or whatever. You we were nothing and have been nothing but supportive in that whole journey alone. Because I think what it is is that it's it's not just even recognizing that person's dreams, which is enough. I feel and see, you know, this is to go back to the first date thing again with you. And for any anyone that's watching, listening, and with their partners too, that magic, that thing that you can sense in them as well. I've had nothing but faith in you in terms of your capabilities, and what. And I'm still watching you grow and going, "Oh my, what's next for Kelsey Matheson? Like, Mm -hmm. what's she gonna? Where's you know, where's this all gonna go? It's thrilling. And selfishly, I get to be on the ride of that in the sense that to get back to the life's big adventure, that's all there. I mean. There's just consider the alternative. Shut it all down. Tell the person they can't do it. Move on. I don't see how that benefits anything, really, just from my end of things. You know what I mean? I've never felt like I've had to do that again with you in any case. I can imagine that that would be pretty soul crushing in some instances for people to have their partner come in and go, this isn't serving us in the you know this way financially or whatever, or this or that it's just, I see your greater purpose. I see these things that you're doing that I know that no matter where we are in the ebb and flow of everything, supporting that is just part of what I believe in doing with you. But just because it's just part of this journey that we're on and that we're continuing to do. And of course, you know, everybody needs that support. My God, how many times any, you know, either I've come to you and God, you know, should I do this? Is it time for me to make this shift here?
1: Yeah. I mean, Being invested in each other's journey, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, I think is just so important. Being invested in each other's growth, I think is important. And I think, you know, and you you said something interesting too, it's like, and calling each other out on lovingly in an area where you, you might be concerned. I think that's also fair. Like you were like, do you actually have the capacity to put something else on your plate? You know, and I'd be like, well, let me think about that. Maybe I don't, maybe you're right. Cause you know, I do have a tendency just to be like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And it's like, "Mm, but are we at risk here of you burning yourself out? And look, the other thing too, is it's like, you know, when finances come into the play, because like, look, when people build their business and they start their business, typically they're not going to be financially free for a while. It takes a while for you to get your business to the point where you are generating predictable income in your business. And again, that's why I have the programs I have. That's why I do the coaching I do to kind of help you along that path and maybe shorten the journey slightly. But one of the myths about entrepreneurship is like, I'm gonna start my business and I'm gonna make a lot of money right away. I'm not saying that that can't happen, but it's very rare when I do see that happen. So in terms of finances, it's like if a partner was like, I'm concerned, (laughs) you know, about the financial situation here, then I think that that's a conversation to have and still be invested and believe in what they want to do. Like maybe there's a, you know, we've, you and I have actually been talking about that when you've been on strike. What does other options look like here? and continue to support each other and be invested in each other's dreams and goals. So I think that word support is important and being invested in the other person's journey.
0: I love you. And it's there, you know, you came like even when we were coming out of the pandemic and you came to me about wanting to get your certification and that cost money at that time that I just remember there not really being any question, you know, like I was like, no, no, she needs this. I recognize that need. I can feel it in you we could have not done it but it's i just there's something that's vital about it in these dreams there's something that's vital about it in this life and in and we're doing and i think that that to me is if uh, if i was going to brag about us <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, it's the hundredth episode. We can brag all we want.
0: <laughs> well, it's like we're totally making bad choices all the time <laughs> for ourselves, but I don't think that is the case. <laughs> I think it's, we're just really supportive of each other's journey and also as partners, like you said, recognizing that there's a greater journey within that, just in growing together as a couple.
1: That's the other thing too. I think sometimes with, you know, in, in, in good partnership, whether it's a partnership in relationship or a partnership within community That people who do support you and people who are invested in your own growth and your success will help you to mine those thoughts or those decisions or whatever it is that you need. It's already within you. And sometimes we just can't see it and we need other coaches or partners or friends or whoever that is to help uncover that so that you're like, oh, yes, okay, this makes sense. And it was already all there. I just needed some support and guidance and shedding some light on that. So what's next? I mean, you're on strike. (laughs) We're heading into the fall. Our daughter is starting high school and I'm continuing to grow my coaching practice. Anamaya is continuing to host week-long retreats and YTTs. You can get your yoga certification at Maya. We don't know when you're going back to work but every day you continue to focus on something towards your growth. So thank you for being a part of my hundredth episode and my first dude, my favorite dude on this.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for for all this and and inviting me in and uh, and also for all the great gifts that you've given with all of this. Kels, it's um, so funny. We're doing this podcast and I think I'm sitting 20 feet away from you right now. (laughs) Another really extraordinary thing that came out of listening to that podcast that day was that recognition of your partner to kind of tie all this in where it's like you see and hear and feel all of the journey and the work and the pain and the struggle and the growth and everything all come into maybe just, you know, just one of these. Th- all of a sudden, I just, I realize in this moment, I left you that message. And I wish I could remember what it was that I said. But I was just gushing because I was so proud of you in that moment. I, just in terms of where all of this has come to. from the, Even just from that first date that we met. You know, it doesn't include the whole journey you've had prior to when we met. You know, in and, and the years that I've known you, to watch all of this to arrive at that moment. And that's just one moment. Now, you know, now you're, we're to the next, you know, and here in this hundredth episode, you now have a hundred episodes of your podcast. I remember you year, two years ago when you
1: were like, I'm going to have a podcast. And I thought, Oh God. Another thing you should, you're going to put on our plate. <laughs> here we go. Yeah,
0: And yet, of course, I wanted you to do it and, and you've done it. And it's a wonderful podcast that, that here we are.
1: 100th episode. And you know what? You just said something that made me think of something else in terms of celebration. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. I think it's easier to celebrate our partners. You know, like I love celebrating you. I love be- I love being a part of your journey. And
0: You're so good at that. Well, yeah. and it's
1: exciting. Like you were starting to get recognized on the street. People are coming up and getting your autograph or getting selfies. And like that, I got to be indirectly a part of that experience for you that was super cool for me. Like you were just talking about being a part of my experience and how it's been kind of cool for you. That for you is being, is, was super cool for me. But I think it's about celebrating your partner and celebrating yourself. And I think that you and I have had this conversation before too, or many conversations where I'm like, okay, let's look at everything that we can celebrate. Let's train our brain to find the things that are working. Let's train our brain to find the things that we're grateful for or we're happy about? Or what if the opposite were true? Because there's some times where we're like, what does the universe have against us? <laughs> you know, Or like, what is the lesson the universe is trying to provide for us here? I'm like, well, th- th- there could be a lesson. But also, what if within this situation, the universe does have our back and we're looking at it from the wrong perspective, right? So anyway, that goes back to those celebrating. We don't celebrate enough. I don't think we celebrate ourselves enough. I think that especially for women that feels weird and awkward to celebrate ourselves, we think that it has to do with like being arrogant or full of ourselves or something, which I think that's a whole other podcast episode. But it's about being proud of us and proud of what we've accomplished up until this point and proud that we continue to move forward, that we continue to pursue our dreams, that we continue to put ourselves out there, and that we continue to do hard things and walk that line that you were talking about, in order to continue that journey of growth it's not easy
0: and it continues to not be easy i think for me the big one is just accepting that it's that's what it is you and i've been talking about this now for this whole summer that it's a, this is the life in a way and not that's a bad like not in a bad way but just accepting that this is it's it's just always going to it's just gonna, it is that line that we're on resistance hasn't done anything for me in this you know the last how many years of doing this uh, hasn't served me at all? I can't get around it. The reality is that nobody would have seen the strike was coming, and and then it you know I was supposed to be back at work. And,
1: yeah, you're supposed to be back at work right now.
0: Yeah, it was, and it's got. I mean, listen, I'm I'm in solidarity. I mean, I this has to happen. It's great with everything that's happening and important globally. It's having an, its effect and whatever else. So again, it just comes back to that thing of what's vital, and it's also part of this journey. So I think that getting ourselves out of that mindset too of like. Because you know how extreme I am with everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I'm always convinced that it's like, you know, it's going to get so bad. I'm never going to work again. I'm going to get thrown out the door onto the street and it's not going to happen. And I think that that's just so, so important to remind myself that sometimes, you know, taking myself that far in terms of, you know, the story of where all of this can go is um, just me being dramatic. It's scary that that's a comfortable place for me.
1: No, <laughs> But that's also, it makes sense being an actor.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I know you feel the same way about what you're doing. And that thing of like, you know, there could always be more, you know, we always tell ourselves that, like, oh, there could always be more money. There could always be more this. I mean, out in the park today, both of us living our dream in the pl- city that we want to be in. You know, we've been here. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary here.
1: Yeah, seventh anniversary of moving here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, walk in the park with our friends the other day. I wouldn't have it any other way. And then you and I both get to come home and do the things that we want to do with our lives.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is we've established it's a, such a great community here. I mean, you have a, an amazing community with, the, you know, people that you met through the Actors Studio. And then that's just, that's continued to grow as well. You're meeting all these very cool people. And then the community of friends that we have, I was talking about them I know, several, several episodes ago. There's like the four couples, uh, you know, kind of our crew that has become like our main kind of a crew, which has been awesome. And then through them, we've met even more people. And we already had some people who lived here when we first landed here. I mean, they've continued to support us and, and we've grown our relationship with them as well, which has been great. But community is so important on this journey because it can feel lonely. As entrepreneurs, it can feel lonely As you know, uh, us as a little family pursuing our dreams that can feel lonely, because again, I think a lot of people thought that we were batshit crazy for doing what we were doing. So feeling like you're the outsider, or you're doing something wrong, or you're doing something that people are like, you know, kind of looking at you sideways for that can feel lonely. So again, I think surrounding yourself with community surrounding yourself with people who get it surround yourself with people who support you and are invested in your success. So key. A hundred
0: percent. I think that's actually, if I could go back when you had the question about what are the learning lessons, that was something that was given to me by a coach when you and I were having those meetings, the New York meetings. And one <laughs> of the things that they said, so here are the things we had them as sort of post-it notes or something, you know, like here are the things you're going to focus on when you get to New York. And one of them that they kept stressing with me is community. And I was never really focused on that and talking about that at first. You know? I was thinking, oh yeah, no, no, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah community, community. <laughs> I don't know why that was I think I was just more focused on career and this and that and other things and even though community has to do with all of those things I just wasn't putting the energy into that and I remember until I got into the studio other than a couple of friends that we had here I realized you know after a few months and we got our daughter in school and everything and I remember you and I walking through Park Slope one day and going I think we have to start reaching out to people more and we make we make great friends I mean right across the street you know of course there and then or still our friends today and But I remember not putting the energy into that, and I would because I think, like you said, it's the realization that it actually has to do with everything else that you're doing. It's so vital. It's so another vital piece of uh, growing.
1: Yeah, who you surround yourself with. One of the reasons I created my mastermind is because you know when I first started as well, I didn't really have that. I didn't have other entrepreneurs in my life.
0: So was that was one that was one of the big reasons you wanted to?
1: Yeah, to do the mastermind. Number one was because it's hard. You do feel like it's lonely. I was talking about this, actually. I did an interview with one of my clients on Instagram and one of my other clients was watching it and she commented and you know, Jillian and I were chatting. She's a member of the mastermind and she was talking about the mastermind and how beneficial it's been for her. And then one of my other clients, Dr. Brooke, she's a one-on-one client of mine, but she also is in the mastermind. She commented going, it feels so so lonely. And it does like as a solo entrepreneur, it feels really lonely because you do have to constantly be be stepping outside of the comfort zone. So it feels scary and it feels like you're taking risks and it feels like you're kind of like stepping out there without a safety net so often in your, you're vulnerable that, it, you know, so for me, I was like, we need community where you can come feel supported. Women get it. They're working towards similar goals. They might be, you know, a few steps ahead of you and then they can contribute and tr- kind of like help to tow you along or just those days when you're feeling like, oh, you're in the narrative of I suck <laughs> and the other women totally get it right and can hold space for you to, to be there and process that but also come out on the other side and you most likely would come out on the other side a lot sooner if you didn't have that community and that support of those like-minded women and they're also they've been networking like one of the women held a retreat in italy and one of my other clients who is in the mastermind she attended and i've had a couple other women collaborate on like so the a and then it creates this really supportive network a few of them are accountability buddies and things like that so I think community is important.
0: I can hear you working, some like I can hear it. And I can hear sometimes as he silences, because I know you're just, you know, you're plugged in, you guys are all tuning, talking. And then all of a sudden, I'll hear you go, Yay! Yeah. Like I hear it more often than not, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you get, but that support of uh, that you're giving each other.
1: Yeah, because you can't hear them because they're in my headset, but you can hear me sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny.
0: So let me ask you this. like. This is your podcast, but let me, because it's your 100th episode, i sh- we're just sitting here and listening to you talk about just that, the network, you know, the, the importance of all of this. Let me ask you, now that you have and you have your network that you've become a part of, that you build, that you've contributed to, how does it feel now, having arrived here in New York, seven years have gone by, you've been building all of this to this point, and you're arriving at your 100th episode of your podcast, your certified coach, again, multi-business owner.
1: Mom, super
0: wife, all the things. How does it feel?
1: Sometimes it feels surreal. It's surreal because if I really sit and think about it, it's amazing how much I have created in my life and manifested in my life. And I don't take enough time to really look at it from that perspective, because of course I'm so goal oriented and I'm wanting to grow and I'm wanting to help more people and I'm wanting to serve at the highest level.
0: You're not seeing it for how great it really is. Yeah, I don't do it
1: enough. And there are, so for you to say that, and then I go, ha, and I just take that in. I'm like, oh my God, look at what I've created for myself. Look at how many people I've helped.
0: It's unbelievable. I try to tell you that sometimes because I can hear their, I read their response and uh, I know that your feedback has been outstanding. And sometimes I'm not sure how it, how it lands. With I know, you, you know it's
1: true. I think, and I think for women too, I think it's hard for sometimes. And I know with some of my clients, they know who they are. Um, <laughs> it's so hard for them to hear that positive feedback. Like when people say that Anna Maya has changed their life, that lands with me because it feels a little bit separate. It's me. It's my two business partners. It's our 35 staff. And we all have created this amazing, magical place that literally can transform people's lives in seven days, literally at a cellular level that I feel so confident in and so proud of, like it feels separate. It feels bigger than me because when I think about me... And my own coaching practice and what I've created, or even everything you just said, 100th episode, I have three programs, coaching these women, helping these women, landing here in New York City. And then I go, oh, wow, like, look at everything I've created. Look at what I've manifested. It does. It feels a little surreal. And then my clients will give me these beautiful, raving testimonials. And I'm like, oh, and sometimes it will even make me a little teary. And i like, I feel so good. But I think we have to practice allowing it to land, allowing it to absorb what these people are saying. And then those of you who are listening who are like, oh, I don't really know how to post testimonials without making it look like I'm trying to brag or whatever, like they have this negative energy. There's this negative energy attached to sharing a testimonial that is so amazing because they think it will look bad. Isn't that so crazy and counterintuitive? It's like they're singing your praises. This person is singing your praises. And then you think by putting that out there, it's going to make you look bad. Like it's it's so weird how our brain tries to keep us safe. It's so strange. So I think it is important for us to really take in those testimonials. I have my clients usually create a document. So every time somebody says how much they love working with you or how much you've helped them or whatever that is, or given you like a formal video or written testimonial, like there's a document or there's a file and you keep them all. And there have been times where if I'm feeling a little like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's feeling like a real challenge right now. I have that document that I can go to or that folder of all these testimonials and look at all of the women that I've helped and how they felt at the time that they shared this testimonial or shared these kind words, how I changed their life in in certain ways. That's so important. And it's hard. It's hard for us. It's so hard for us to take in, but I think it's important. And so, yeah, it's surreal. It's exciting. You would have told me like seven years ago that this is where we'd be or even on our first date. Oh my gosh. Owning, have, have owned multiple businesses, living in New York, all the things that we've both have accomplished. Yeah. Sometimes it feels surreal, but it's very real and it feels really freaking amazing.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes you can get, I do this too, you know, like, I feel like I can get hung up in a moment or on a particular job or a thing that I think kind of not only defines all of it, it just defines who I am. My therapist the other day was just like, snapped me back in by saying that to me. It's like, and nor does it define who you are, you know, this particular moment. But yet, you know, when you step back and you just look at the life and the body of work and the body of accomplishments, you know what I mean? Like there's such gratification in that because you go, oh yeah, look back seven years ago, just to that, just to getting to New York. That alone, it's a pretty remarkable. And, and yeah, I, I think I get that, you know, it can be a little surreal. I mean, I still have moments here where we're walking outside and I go, I, I say that sometimes we're, we're out walking our dogs some nights and I go, honey, we're here in Brooklyn. Yeah. We live here <laughs> <laughs> That's seven, seven years later. But I also do that with a lot of pride as well, because I think it is recognizing. And I hope for you too, to see this hundredth episode. Like I love just saying that. Doesn't it just feel good saying that hundredth episode?
1: Yeah, it feels good. And to celebrate that we made it here to celebrate, even if it's been seven years, yay to seven years, you know, yay to the hundredth episode, yay to continuing the journey. It's really celebrate that. Thanks, hen.
0: Well, thank you. And congratulations (laughs) once again. This has been uh, what a thrill. I wish we could just do this all the time. I
1: know. Right. Maybe this could be a thing like on my 200th episode, you'll be a guest. And then on my 300th episode, you'll be a guest on my 400th episode. You'll be a guest. (laughs)
0: Love it. I'm in.
1: Awesome. All right, love. Well, I'll see you in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to walk the dog and go pick up dinner. So.
1: So, thank you again. Thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate your support. I appreciate your reviews and your ratings and those of you who've reached out to me directly just to tell me how much this podcast in general has helped you and how much you're enjoying it. I just, I'm so grateful. Every time I get a um note from you, it goes like again, it goes in my little testimonial folder that isn't for anyone other than me. It just makes me feel really great to know how this is impacting you and your business because I also know that if it impacts you and your business, then it's also impacting so many other people because your business is helping others as well. So thank you for doing what you do. Here's to another 100 episodes, honey. Yes. And I look forward to connecting with everyone again next time. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people, and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to kelseymatheson.com click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.